Welcome to this week's episode of the Movie Digest. I'm JQ. And I'm Finn. And this week is our top five comeback films. So it was Easter weekend just past, a time when all of uh, the Western world kind of celebrates one of humankind's greatest comebacks. One of the greatest achievements, I think. Yep, definitely. It's when Jesus invented chocolate, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, and he was uh, his partner in doing so was uh, a, a giant bunny. Giant bunny, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was Easter weekend uh, when the world celebrates the, the resurrection of Jesus. So we thought, what better way to celebrate that this week than with a top five movie resurrections exactly, or movie yeah. comebacks, as it were. Now, I've only, I've only managed to get four, so <laughs> I think you could do your five. Oh, okay. If there's any crossovers, I won't look so bad. Okay, okay. That, you, know, you can only find four. I think I did that for one of the ones a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But it always reminds me of that scene in The Office where Jennifer Taylor Clark comes in and she says, can you give me five practical things that you're doing to... Improve the business. Yeah, exactly. And he says something like, well, I'll give you three and then another two if you still need any more after that. So <laughs> it's like he's struggling thinking on his feet. I have a feeling we're probably going to have quite a lot of yeah, the same people Yeah, I, I couldn't this. find that many comeback films, really. Yeah, yeah. You'd think there'd be loads, but there well, isn't. I, but they, they happen to varying degrees as well. Yeah. So I, I actually had to cut a list down from, yeah. I think I got to about 12 or something. Jeez, I couldn't even find five. Days. So yeah, so number five then, uh, for me, John Travolta. Pulp Fiction? Yep. Yeah. It's got to be the one. Uh, it had to be in there, I think, if you, if you kind of look around on the internet and stuff like that it, yeah. or whenever people are talking about movie comebacks this is the one that's like one of the archetypal yeah. comebacks isn't yeah. it to be fair since Pulp Fiction he's pretty much done mostly dross well, since then he did then. a few good ones he did like Broken Arrow Face Off Hairspray here's Michael <laughs> Michael yeah but I mean aside from those two awesome action films yeah he's done quite. what was the was it Battlefield Earth that yeah. he did as well have you ever seen that no no, it's terrible. Actually, I can't think of the last. What was the last film he did at all? Uh, is it not one of the ones he he's taken up playing bad guys quite recently? So he was a bad guy in Swordfish about ten years ago. But he was oh, also yeah. in the Taking of Pelham One Two Three, the remake of that. I haven't seen. It's it. one set in a train, and also from Paris with Love, where he was shaved and had the goatee beard. Do you remember that? Was that a few years ago? I haven't watched that. I haven't seen it either. But that's the last one I remember being in. But just you know the scene while we're talking about Pulp Fiction, the scene in Pulp Fiction, my favorite one that he's involved in is the one where he's riding with Jules in the front of the car, and they've got that guy Marvin taking him him and he accidentally shoots Marvin in the face. Oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. (laughs) You must have gone over a bump or something. <laughs> that's quality. Uh, so just, that's... just looking up his uh, movies since then, he was in Be Cool. Do you remember that? Oh, that was a follow-up to Get Shorty, yeah. wasn't it? I quite like I haven't Shorty. seen Be Cool. I f- think it's the one with The Rock. I think I've seen that one. He's in Bolt as the voice of the dog. I've not seen it. Savages. Uh, he hasn't really done anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's more famous, I think, nowadays as um, being one of the most high-profile Scientologists, isn't he? There's yes. Him, Will Smith, and Tom Cruise. It's like the yep. holy triumvirate of uh, movie-going Scientologists. So that's number five for me. Yep. Number four, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, he kept coming up in the list I've seen, but I've not seen any of his films really, apart from Iron Man Two. See, well, that's the thing because I, growing up, I don't think I'd ever really seen him in anything before. Yeah. And until I, I think the first film I'd actually seen him in was Sin City. But that was like the first film yes. on his kind of comeback. Yeah. But then after I'd seen The Wrestler, have you seen The Wrestler? No, I've not seen The Wrestler. The Wrestler is absolutely fantastic. And obviously that's the one that garnered him quite a lot of critical acclaim and stuff like that. And that was really, people were saying he was back since then. Because he took 
it was the best part of about 10 years off, I think. I mean, he still did films in the meantime, but he took, took about 10 years off to try and be a professional boxer. Did he? Well, I'm just looking at his IMDb page, and it's there's one or two every year for the last... No, nothing in 2007, but he has been working. Yeah. Again, like, nothing really, like, kind of leading man stuff until you get to kind of Sin City. He played Marv. He's a lead in The Wrestler. He was in... Um, he's the bad guy in Iron Man 2. Cameo in The Expendables as well, didn't he? Yeah, he was the tattoo artist. That's right. That's right. So that's number four. Number three for me, uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, I couldn't find any women comebacks. I, I wanted to make sure I got one in there. But hers is a more, like, general comeback. Yeah. Because it's not really... There was one specific movie where it's like, oh, Drew Barrymore's back. Oh, you know, Oscar-nominated Drew Barrymore or anything like that. <laughs> What's she Oscar-nominated for? Oh, she hasn't been. That's, oh. <laughs> that, that was the point I was making. But obviously Drew Barrymore kind of fell into the trap that many child starlets of the, the 1980s did. Yeah. So she was in E.T., and uh, another film called Irreconcilable Differences. Uh, I, I was just reading up on this because I knew she was a bit of a wild child, but yeah. um, I didn't realise quite the extent of ah. like how crazy her life was. So, so she became a regular at Studio 54, the big nightclub in New York, when she was still a child. Yeah. She started smoking at nine. Nice. She was uh, alcoholic by age 11. <laughs> Great. She started smoking uh, marijuana when she was 12 and had graduated to cocaine by the time she was 13. And then after numerous uh, kind of rehab attempts, she finally managed to, to get clean and has kind of been able to hold it together ever since. Yeah. So that was kind of like her late teens, kind of early 20s. The um, Wedding Singer was probably the one she came back with first, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, she's hardly Meryl Streep, but I think she's pretty cool. And I, I've enjoyed her most things she's been in. She's been in bit parts in other films as well, like... Yeah. Um, She's Donnie Darko's English teacher. Wayne's World 2. Wayne's World 2. She's also, she's the first one to get it in the Scream franchise as well. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's murdered, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, any one of her kind of ditzy rom-com turns, like you were saying, The Wedding Singer or Fifty First Dates or yeah. the, like any of the other ones. I, I actually, I really enjoyed her uh, directorial debut, which is a film called Whip It that came out a couple of years ago. I haven't seen that. It's a kind of coming-of-age teenage comedy about a girl who joins a roller derby team. It's pretty good. It's quite good fun, so it's worth checking out if you've never seen that. Nice. Uh, moving swiftly on, number two movie comebacks, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck? I put down. But he's never gone. Well, I think he kind of has, because he was, he, he started off in all these, like, kind of cool films and he had quite a lot of kudos you know so he was in like Days and Confused Mall Rats Chasing Amy Dogma yeah. Armageddon and of course Goodwill Hunting yeah. but then he did Pearl Harbor and pretty much after that his stock plummeted for about 10 years so if you look at some of the films he did then none of them are well revered so you've got like Some of All Fears Changing Lanes Jiggly uh, Jiggly yeah Daredevil Paycheck Jersey like Girl Daredevil oof you didn't like no, it that's pretty right I like Jersey Girl as well part of oh, the no. thing no but since then, he's kind of gone down the more writing and directing kind of route, yes. as well as doing a little bit more acting, which I'm yeah. really glad about because he's done three films so far and all of them I thought have been excellent. So I was going on a couple of weeks ago about how much I rate The Town, yeah. one of my favourite heist movies. But the one that preceded that was Gone Baby Gone, where he is like a crime thriller where he directs his little brother Casey Affleck, again, who's vastly underrated in my opinion. Yeah. And then, of course, everybody knows about Argo that came out last year where yeah. he won the Oscar for... Yeah. Best uh, adapted, best adapted screenplay. He didn't get director. He didn't get director. He was robbed. <laughs> well, I've not seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> it is good. I actually rewatched it at the weekend. It's, it's it's a good movie. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's number two. Number one for me. I don't think there can be any complaints, and it's probably one of the ones that's on your list as well. Robert Downey Jr. In 
Well, or just in anything. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's got to be Iron Man, isn't it? Well, Iron Man, but before that, a few years before he made Iron Man, I remember seeing him in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and that was the first time I'd really seen him in anything. I don't think I've seen him in anything at all, apart from Iron Man before that. Really? Yeah. Because well, I've not seen um, uh, Chaplin. I've not seen that. No, I haven't seen but that. He, he was in... You've never seen any of like the kid. He was in Weird Science and a couple of the other 80s Brat I've Pack movies Science, and stuff. I don't like being in that. He's definitely in that. He, was he as big as like the guys from the Goonies? To Corey, the Corey Feldman and Corey, Corey Feldman. Hayden. It wasn't. It was. He, was he as big as them? In the no, answers, no, no, no. I don't think so. Ah, but he wild. was still part of that gang, though. Yeah. Um, and he was in. I I remember seeing him in Natural Bond Killers, which was before he went into yeah, kind of off the rails as well. He was good in that. He plays like the kind of Aussie journalist, isn't it? Yeah, so he, he started off making these great movies and stuff. And as you say, he got Oscar nominated for Chaplin. But then he went mental, like properly Hollywood mental. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like the mental. drugs, drink, guns, prostitutes, uh, driving bans, all this kind of stuff. I read somewhere as well that he'd been taking drugs since he was eight years old because his dad, who was a filmmaker, used to give him drugs. Nice. That he used to get, which is crazy. But then he finally cleaned up his act after a couple of... <laughs> drugs busts and yep. stuff like that um, <laughs> thankfully and apparently it all started when he was written into um, Ali McBeal as a love interest that's really where his comeback started which was never kind of, watched Ali McBeal yeah, neither have I yeah. early 2000s but then after that I think the first film like I said I probably saw him on that put him on my radar was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in 2005 and after that he's you know he's become Grady Hollywood A-list a, yeah. property yeah. Uh, it's, he, like uh, Good Night and Good Luck's amazing Scanner Darkly Zodiac Tropic Thunder Sherlock Holmes Tropic Thunder's amazing <laughs> and of course Iron Man yeah um, it's one of those weird things because you know how with all these superhero movies and you have different actors doing different incarnations yeah you think oh I'd quite like to see him as you know Superman or Batman or yeah. Spider-Man or someone like that but it's, it's so I think the role the fit between him and Iron Man is so perfect. Like, I cannot imagine yeah. any actor doing the role of Tony Stark in Iron Man better justice than Robert Downey Jr. Did you watch Life's Too Short special over the weekend? No. It was amazing. <laughs> Have you seen the show at all? It's the one with Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, yeah. He Ricky runs Gervais. Up. Yeah. This week, well, this, episode, this was a special, and the whole premise was Val Kilmer gets in contact with Warwick Davis to do Willow 2. Amazing. <laughs> so so um, they're outside his office and uh, Val Kilmer goes, I've got, I've got a party trick I want to play. And it cuts to the inside of the office with a dopey secretary. And Warwick Davis goes, look who I've got in. And Val Kilmer walks in with a Batman mask on. <laughs> and she's going, yeah, it's Batman. Yeah, but who who is it? Is it George Clooney? <laughs> no. who who is? Is it Adam West? <laughs> they, get, they go through all the, all the Batmans. He goes, no, it's, it's Val Kilmer. He takes the bat. He does it a couple of times in the show. <laughs> it's quality. You have to watch it. It's uh, very good. Have you ever seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that he was in with Robert Downey Jr.? Nope. So it's very, very good. But it's like that kind of weird meta humor that you're not. Right. They're kind of aware that they're in a movie, and okay. it's, it's very funny. But like their comedic sensibilities come to the fore. Both Val Kilmer and um, Robert Downey Jr. It's an excellent film. So, yeah, he's top of my list. What, what about you? Well, the only two that are not on the list that you've got, I've got Burt Reynolds in Boogie Nights. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm not too familiar with his kind of career and stuff well, like that. We kind of did... Um, Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit, then not a lot. Okay. And then did Boogie Nights and did quite a fair few stuff after that. Okay. Um, yeah, Boogie Nights is a brilliant film. That's awesome. Um, and the other one I've got is Sylvester Stallone in Copland. Would we call that a comeback? <laughs> well, yeah, because he 
He did Rocky and all that. Then he did stuff like Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yeah, uh, Judge Dredd. Yeah, Judge Dredd and a few stinkers. And then he came back with Copland and got an Oscar. Yeah. So. And he also did Rocky Balboa and Rambo. Yeah. Um, which I like are, which are, I think they're brilliant. Rocky yeah. Balboa, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Possibly one of the best ever endings to a film. Because he doesn't win, he doesn't lose. Well, that's but the same as pretty much all the... I mean, the first Rocky film's exactly the same. I've not... I've seen, I've seen Rocky. Doesn't he win the fight? No. Oh. <laughs> the, fir- yeah. the first Rocky, he all he wants to do is go the distance. That's what he yeah. says. So he takes Apollo Creed to 10 rounds and then Apollo Creed wins on points. Uh, but he doesn't care because he, he went the distance. That's all he wanted to do. Uh, that's, that's when he's going like the... Adrian! 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 <laughs> with a cut eye. There yeah. you go. Again, that's, that's our top five for this week then so, th- thanks for tacking on yeah. <laughs> that was good that's hard work it's very hard work so let's go for some movie news movie news well do you want to start with this stuff well the only news I've got is that Disney are shutting down LucasArts oh who are the com- that's obviously not movie related but they're the computer games arm of Lucasfilm okay so they did all the stuff like Monkey Island all the role playing games all the Star Wars like X-wing Tie Fighter thing. Did they do the the Star Wars games like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff? Yeah, so they did all these classic games from sort of the nineties and the eighties. Monkey Island is obviously my favourite, um, but they haven't. They really haven't done anything for for a while, a long time. Yeah, so they, they really could probably it. use the money more for. Uh, well, they're going to license these. Star Wars to other games developers. Yeah. I think that's a good move. Yeah, because well, Lego Star Wars is a brilliant game. I don't know if you've ever played it. I'm not sure if LucasArts made that or Lego's made that, but they must have licensed it somewhere mm. because they've got a massive back catalogue of amazing, like Indiana Jones, um, Star Batman Wars, well, no Lego Batman. Yeah, I mean, but LucasArts have got oh, a right, good okay, backlog okay, yeah. of films to do. I don't know if Disney's got them. I assume Disney must have their own games. Yeah, they must department, do. so they probably just put everything into that. But that's, yeah. that's the biggest news for me this week. Oh, oh there, there were quite a few things that um, that have kind of come up. One bit of uh, very sad news was the the news that Richard Griffiths died last week. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that on the weekend. Um, my favorite role of him was uh, as Uncle Monty and with Neil and I, which presumably you've not seen. very familiar <laughs> with. Um, but yeah, you'll probably know him from the Harry Potter yeah. movies. I think most yeah. people know him from that. He's also very good in episodes. Have you ever watched that? I, I've not seen episodes. It's quite good. Yeah, the TV show. Yeah, um, he's also in as well, like History Boys and Sleepy Hollow, and a couple of other big movies. People, but the thing that that I remember him from from childhood, I'd never watched the program, but I remember seeing all the adverts and stuff um, when I was a pie kid. In the sky? Was pie in the sky? Yeah. Which had a really positive effect on me in trying to be healthy. I remember because it ge- <laughs> it genuinely made me scared about what it would be like to be fat and old. Oh, there's a guy on the tube yesterday. I got on the train at sort of eight in the morning. Massive fat bloke, sort of just sitting down on a on a bench. He was absolutely huge. You know when it's sort of it looks square. Yeah. And then I came back about five o'clock, and he was still sitting on the bench. What? So I'm not sure if he got on a train and then come back but he was in the same place <laughs> several hours later so maybe he just needed a rest maybe, before yeah. continuing the rest of his journey jeez I don't know um, but he's, he was a terrific actor and yeah. well, very but much I'm not surprised that he went younger than he should have done because yeah. he didn't look healthy it wasn't, it wasn't in peak physical condition no, no. Um, but he was brilliant in Harry Potter yeah he's, he's a great actor kind of in happier news uh, two trailers that arrived this week which I was really excited about both Red Band trailers 
Yeah, the... so this is a is it a new thing? This Redburn trailer. It seems to be. It's, it just yeah. means it's you can put swearing yeah. and nudity and, and stuff movies, yeah. in the uh, in trailers. Yeah. So no problem with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the first one that I saw just over the weekend was the new trailer for This Is The End, which is the apocalypse movie with the kind oh, of Judd Apatow yeah, alumni. Yeah, yeah, when's that coming out? I think it's it's coming out it's coming out in the summer. I think it might be May, yeah. May or June it comes out. But it looks really good. So on April Fool's Day, what they did is they released like a fake trailer for Pineapple Express 2 <laughs> right. with James Franco and Seth Rogen as their characters in yeah. the movie, which right. is themselves trying to recreate after the apocalypse. <laughs> They're like, we should recreate more of our own movies, which is quite funny. But then a day after that, this fake Pineapple Express 2 trailer, the the proper Red Band trailer right. arrives, and it looks amazing. Like, loads of kind of meta humour, like, in-jokes. So yeah. if you're familiar with their, their kind of films and stuff like yeah. that, yeah. The, 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 there's this whole joke in the trailer about how sexy Michael Cera is to all these uh, women is that are the at the party. the big rocky guy in Fantastic Four? No. That, um, that's uh, Michael Chiklis right. no, no, no. Michael Sarah's the really skinny geeky one from Superbad and all those other kind oh, of right, yes. teen, teen movies but there's the whole joke about him being irresistibly attractive to all the women that are at the parties and like Seth Rogen and all that they're like really Michael Sarah, <laughs> um, yeah, which is quite funny and also as well there looks like it's going to be a pretty funny cameo from Emma Watson right. Hermione in it yeah where she breaks into their house and basically threatens to kill them all and steals all of their supplies. Um, and then at the end of the, this section, it's like a handy cam. It films, um, I can't remember the, the guy. I want to say Danny Boy. It's not. He's a Scottish comedian. Um, I can't remember but this guy, but he just looks straight into the camera. And he's like, yeah, so Hermione just stole all of her. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty funny. Yeah, and the other trailer that I saw this morning, uh, which I'm really excited about, is the trailer for Only God Forgives which is the sequel to Drive, the Ryan Gosling movie that I came out a few years ago. It's amazing. Uh, so the sequel is set in Bangkok. Hopefully it will avoid uh, Hangover 2 syndrome right, yeah. of uh, setting a sequel in Bangkok. It's got Kristen Scott Thomas in it, uh, no Carey Mulligan, no idea what the story is, but it just looks cool as hell. So I'm really excited about that. It looks like there's going to be some martial arts involved in this one. Of so. course, as is in Hong Kong. Yeah, it's, it looks quite cool. Just a couple of other quick pieces of movie news. They're making uh, Disney have said they're making a sequel to Finding Nemo. Yep, called Finding Dory. Dory, yeah. Uh, who's the kind of forgetful psychic? I don't mean forgetful in the fact that her character is forgetful. Yeah. Her character in the movie is forgetful. She's a psychic to Marlin in the original film. Uh, he tries to find his son Nemo. Voice. Yeah, the problem is Pixar movies sequels are a bit rubbish. Mm, Apart uh, from Toy Story. Yeah, I was going to say Toy Stories notably. Yeah, Cars two lame yeah uh, but then I wasn't a massive fan of Cars to begin with I think Cars was was good it did what it says on the tin it was a you know make him realise what he's should be doing kind of film but Cars 2 was just to be fair most of the Disney films don't uh, the Disney Pixar ones don't really get sequels which is quite good I mean you've got Toy Story and there was Cars but most of the other ones like Bugs Life and um, yeah they didn't they didn't. Um, um, Monsters Inc. is getting a sequel, but that's a prequel, prequel. so that's different. different. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, Incre- the Incredibles. That deserved a sequel. Yeah, it's not had a sequel. Uh, Wally wouldn't have a sequel. Up no, no. wouldn't have a sequel. So I I don't know. But I I was just reading. There was an interview with Ellen DeGeneres who 
voice Dory yeah. in the original film and she said she's been waiting a long long time for this but the script is absolutely impeccable so um, kind well, of hoping that... the script for Brave is probably absolutely impeccable as well you know I watched that over the weekend actually yeah. I, I, while it's no, nowhere near the best Disney Pixar film I actually thought it was quite decent yeah were the accents okay the accents were good yeah by and large and I quite like this I like the story from the point of view that she didn't have to find her Prince Charming in order to make her complete which is pretty much every other Disney movie yeah she was just cool being her I think the wee really little uh, three brothers were underutilised yeah they could have been made funny they didn't even talk I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh and one other piece of movie news that I was kind of excited about uh, is that Lara Croft will be returning to cinema screens sometime in the future MGM have announced that they are going to be making some new Tomb Raider movies great well I, I know that that would probably be the reaction if it was the same <laughs> if they were doing like more in the franchise with Angelina Jolie but I think they're like wiping the slate clean going to do it completely differently and I think the reason why it might work this time apart from the fact that the original ones were so terrible so it's a franchise that would deserve to be rebooted yeah is the fact that the the I think it's Ubisoft or I can't, I can't remember if it was them they're the games company that are developing yeah the games yeah are partly producing it as well uh, so they'd be involved so at least it should okay. be something that's quasi respectable in terms of yeah. story and stuff like that I, I was a massive fan of the games growing up especially Tomb Raider 2 was my favourite yeah I never um, really liked Tomb Raider I like running around shooting things rather than guessing puzzles and pulling on levers yeah well, it's, I. it was more to do with I was a teenage boy at the time, yeah. so yeah. that was the kind of perfect computer game character <laughs> to be playing with. Pixelated. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know who, who would be playing. I mean, there's nothing announced for anything yeah. at all, director or script or anything. But I was just trying to think who might be quite good. But there's, there's not really a plethora of English actresses that I can think of. Not necessarily ones that aren't good, but ones that are... What's the easiest way of saying this? Uh physically uh, <laughs> enamored with the characteristics with the characteristics of the character exactly and who who are good actors i was thinking potentially Gemma arterton who Gemma Ar Gemma. oh come on Gemma arterton you've seen um she was i'm trying to think of something that you'll have seen her in <laughs> um I, I, she's in was it quantum of solace or casino royale she's the girl that gets covered in oil oh she plays strawberry strawberry yeah strawberry fields yes very long yeah yeah great actress yeah. and um, yeah I think she'd be good although it'll probably end up going to someone like Jennifer Lawrence from the Hunger Games yep. or something like that yep. Yep. so we can see what happens oh and I'm pretty sure there was more Iron Man footage released this week so that's pretty much the entire <laughs> movie released in different forms via trailers now, some so. people will call me a terrorist I'm interested so there you go so have you seen any films um, I was going. I was yeah. I was going to say I haven't really seen any films this week, and then uh, during the course of up to this point, I've already said I've seen Argo and Brave yeah. <laughs> over the weekend, which I completely forgot. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, I watched Brave. Uh, but I've already talked about yeah. that, so that was quite good. I, the only other one film that I did watch this week, which I suppose isn't really a film per se, it's just like a kind of special, was um, one of the more recent uh, animated Batman feature length cartoons dark knight i uh, no, it was the one that was called batman under the red hood i've watched quite a few of these recently so that mm -hmm. um warner warner brothers have taken to making quite a few of these over the last like five or six years of, of the more famous graphic novels so yeah. there's um uh, batman year one there's the dark knight returns parts one and two which is when batman's like taking 50, 10 years off yeah. yeah 60 or something he returns uh, to gotham and then there's this one under the red hood, which follows the story of the Joker kills the second Robin. Right. Okay. And 
then a number of years later, this mysterious character called Red Hood appears in Gotham. Uh-huh. You discover it's this guy Robin back from the dead. He starts causing chaos and it's up to Batman to try and uh, track him down. So I, I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, this is really geeky. Nobody else will really want to watch this, but... Um, Fast forward if you don't want to listen. Yeah, uh, it was good animation, nice voice acting. Apart from the Joker, the, the guy that voices the Joker is um, Joe DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. Not Mark uh, Hamill. No, um, it, so it's the guy... Have you ever seen Futurama? Uh, Bender. The guy that does the voice of Bender in that. He's brilliant in Futurama. He is, and he's a really good voice actor, but for this, for the Joker, yeah. he's too gruff. Like, he, his voice was quite deep as a Joker. Oh. I was like, it didn't really Hello, suit. Batsy. See, that's what you need. You need I, I, When I hear it in my voice, it's like a higher pitched, yeah. scratchier, and Mark Hamill's one is probably the best voice of the Joker, so... Mm. Apart from that, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, that's pretty much the only thing. I I've actually seen went to the week. cinema. Just hold the phone. <laughs> Me and Charlotte went. <laughs> we went to see the Crudes. Ah, okay. And what, what was it like? Very good. Was it? Yeah, so surprisingly good. Easily the best um, looking animation, graphic animation film I've ever seen. It's, really? it's properly. There's one point. There's there was, there's only one shot in the film that looked like it had been filmed with a camera. Yeah. I can't. Remember, it was some. It was an animal running towards the camera, but it just looked perfect the, uh, the character animation is really good the hands are done really well there's a scene, there's a scene where people, two people are putting their fingers together and it's just done really well it doesn't look clunky sort of Toy Story all the, the skin textures are really good because they're covered in dirt most of the time mm. so that's really good but it's a really funny film it had sort of like cartoon violence in it so there's a like slapstick. Slapstick. So they're basically the premise is they live in a cave. The dad, who's played by Nicolas Cage, wants to keep them in the ca- in the cave all the time. But the there's one point where the cave gets destroyed and all these rocks fall on top of him, and he gets sort of hammered into the ground by his feet. That sort of cartoon voice. Okay. And okay, all, okay. The, all the and like they, Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Kind of style, but they didn't do quite enough of it. Okay. So that was good. But it's just the usual boy girl meets boy. We fall in love. The world's ending, so I have to run away from something, and they, all these different creatures they come across. But it was really funny. The, the only thing that kind of let it down was um, Ryan Reynolds played the sort of young love interest. Oh yeah. But the character on screen was sort of like a teen, old teenager, sort of eighteen. But his voice sounded like someone who's about thirty, which but, is pretty much what he is. Yeah. So. so his voice didn't quite go with what you were seeing on screen. So that was yeah. a bit weird. Nicholas Cage was brilliant in it. He was really funny. Naomi's friends said that two of her friends went to see it and their kids cried at this one point where the dad gets separated from the rest of the family. No way. So I think, oh, Charlotte, Charlotte might cry. <laughs> she didn't care. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's away for two weeks down at her <laughs> nanny, so she won't see me for two weeks. She probably won't care either. Um, but yeah, it was a really, it's really funny, really laugh out loud, funny bits in it, which who, I was very surprised. Who else is doing the voice talent in uh, there? Emma Stone is the girl. Okay. And I think... Um, who's the girl from Avengers? Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, I think she does the voice of the mum just okay. because the character looks exactly like Scarlett Johansson but okay. she doesn't really say very much so you don't um, you don't really hear her voice very much but it's it's just it's a really good film. It's it's not Pixar, is it? Is it it's Dreams? Dreamworks, Dreamworks okay. and 20th Century Fox. So Dreamworks are the ones are Shrek and did he do Ice Age as well? Th- yeah, I, yeah, that's the other thing about the film. Ice Age 4 there's a similar sort of storyline where they're trying to get away from the end of the world and they've got this cranky old woman with them this cranky old turtle I think it's exactly the same woman pretty much doing exactly the same voice 
burn a cranky old cave. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's fine. It's, it's just a really good film. Uh, the other thing I saw was The Hobbit. Oh, right. Yeah, I still haven't seen that yet. It's, I quite enjoyed it. Most people have poo-pooed it for some reason, but... Well, people, I think people just said it was a bit over long and they can't see how they've yeah. split it up into three different well, movies. I don't know anything about the book, okay. so I can't I can't comment on that. But I was, I'm looking forward to seeing more. Okay. Apparently, the, there's, the whole premise is there's a dwarf kingdom and the dwarf king goes a bit mad and starts hoarding all this gold but apparently in lord of the rings dragons really love gold so this dragon comes along destroys the city outside goes into the underground cave and sits on the gold and keeps everyone away from it yeah so everyone has to move out so the film is the dwarves trying to get back into their kingdom 60 years later but it's really good there's 14 dwarves so half of them don't actually say anything in the film because there's there's too many people but Ian McKellen is awesome in it. Obviously, it's Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Gunshot pass! Cut! Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir He's brilliant in it. Um, How so, do I act so well? <laughs> um, Sylvester McCoy is in it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. He's not in it much, but he's he's really funny in it's, it. He plays Radagast, is yeah, that right? He's, he's good in that. And there's a few other... Um, who's the Irish guy that does James Nesbitt? Oh, the guy who used to do all the Yellow Pages adverts. Yeah. yeah, he's in it. He's quite good. But he looks a bit like uh, Frank Zappa for some reason. Not quite sure why. <laughs> um, the graphics are awesome. Ian McShane comes in at one point as he's the... He's such a good actor. As he's the dwarf king, so it's just a voice, but he's he's really good. What accent does he do as well? Is it just English? Just English, okay. yeah. It's just being Ian McShane. Gollum's in it as well, which is really good. So Andy Serkis is yeah, backling Gollum. A proper again. long scene of it as well. So yeah. he's, he's brilliant. So he's fine at how... Bilbo Baggins gets the ring. Gets the ring, yeah. Martin Freeman is brilliant. Was he good in it? Yeah, yeah. he's really, really good. There's a few kind of weird bits. Um, there's a scene at the Elf Castle with Christopher Lee, who play who's the white wizard in the original films. Yeah, he, that goes bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Saruman. Saruman. Yeah, yeah. So he's in it, but because he wasn't very well, he couldn't travel to New Zealand. So they filmed it at Pinewood, and you can kind of tell that he's not really there. Uh, Okay. that makes sense yeah he he doesn't quite look like he's in the scene and he doesn't quite react to everyone else that's there so it's a that that bit's a little bit weird um he, he's an unbelievable human being though because he's not like a bit 135 okay, he's, now. he's really old but he doesn't look it and he's been in about seven thousand films <laughs> as well it's incredible yeah and um what's his face uh, elijah wood's in it at the start all oh, right okay yeah but he looks a bit weird because of they tried to, to make, make him, him look younger, younger but yeah. it kind of just sort of made his face really smooth. Well, I'm not sure if they did it in post or did it with makeup. So he looks a little bit odd and his voice doesn't sound quite right as well. So it's, a, it's just a bit strange. Yeah. But apart from that, it's um, it's all really well done. The graphics are amazing. Do you think it looked different? Because a lot of people were complaining about the frame rate as well because it was filmed in, was it four, 48? Yeah, it, it looks exactly like a normal film because I was watching in 24. Okay. So it's, it's absolutely fine. So you don't yeah. need to worry about any of that. Um, and the other film I started, we well, didn't watch all of it, but we started watching Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah. The, the, the first, first one. one. Oh, fantastic. With, with Charlotte. One. So this is uh, sort of four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. I thought, what? Well, let's sit down and watch. This is going to be really good. <laughs> and then we're watching it and it gets to the bit where, at the start, where he gives the dog back to that woman. Yeah. And she says, oh, I've got a reward for you. <laughs> and then she goes down on the floor and you hear a zzz. Yeah. And then in the normal film, you see him sort of holding onto the ceiling and he's sort of writhing around. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, well, they'll keep that in. Cut that out, which I thought was a bit of a shame because kids don't really know what's going on. Yeah. But then in a scene later on, I've got the, I've got the, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best Jim Carrey impression. Um, 
there's some dialogue which isn't quite appropriate for a five-year-old. So he goes into the um, police station for the first time where one of his friends works. Yeah. And one of the um, old fat cops uh, squashes a bug. He says, uh, homicide, Ventura. How are you going to solve that one? <laughs> and the next Ventura says, that's a good question, Aguado. First, I'd establish a motive. In this case, the killer saw the size of the bug's dick and, and became, became insanely, insanely jealous. <laughs> then I'd lose 30 pounds, porking his wife. <laughs> Obviously, it's brilliant, but then it's like, Charlotte should really be watching this. Yeah. And there's a yeah. few other bits. It's like, oh, that's not quite suitable for kids. Because I remember there was that and also in uh, Dumb and Dumber, I think I've seen this a couple of weeks ago, mm. the scene in Dumb and Dumber uh, where... In the dream sequence, he's imagining he's going out with um, yeah, with yeah. Mary. He uh, punches through a guy's rib cage, <laughs> pulls out his heart, and puts it in a doggy bag. Yeah. I hadn't seen that until I was about twenty, because the, the the copy that I had taped off the TV didn't have that yeah, in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's funny that, that there's certain bits like that that, that managed to make it in and stuff. It's so strange. That the, you can't um, insinuate a blowjob, yeah. which is off screen anyway. Uh, yeah. But you can have someone calling yeah. someone else's uh, having relations with someone else's wife. I just imagine Charlotte saying, Mummy, what's porking? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I remember, though, because I remember that scene quite well, it, it, when I was younger, I always thought he said, parking his wife, ah. which, well, maybe they again, do. sounds like a euphemism for having sex with her, but yeah. um, it seems slightly more um, euphemistic than, than porking, yeah. just by that one letter difference. Yeah. So, so there you go. So that's all the films I've watched this week. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, impressive. Yeah. Just because the kid's away for two weeks and they actually go and watch them. So. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's episode of Movie Digest. I've been JQ. And I've been Finn. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye.